everybody. Welcome to episode 14 of the Lunar Sea Spire Fan Podcast. Today we'll be talking about the crossover with Uncle Grandpa. Say uncle. I'm GC13. Good morning, everyone. I'm Ken Davis. I'm Dakota. And I'm Hunter. So, seriously, this was the best episode ever. I don't care if it wasn't canon. I don't care what happened. This episode was so much fun. Hands down, my favorite episode. It's a very good episode. <laughs> I'll agree with that. I was cracking up during this episode, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put this in my list of favorites, but it, it was hilarious. It was that really is true. Great. This is one of my favorites. It's not my favorite, but it's really good. I can't believe how self-conscious they were in this episode. Like, they referred to the Gemsonas. They referred to, like, Pearl saying, that's not my baby. This episode was just perfect in so many ways. I did love that that's not my baby line. That yeah. was great. The entire episode was just the, the Crooniverse just eyebrow raising to the entire fandom just over and over again and amethyst ate pizza steve it was predicted it came true <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good uh, it's just really funny in loving memory pizza steven universe that was so great Really, the only way this could have been better is if the episode was canon. I'm really disappointed that it was not canon. I might have been a little, like, a tiny bit upset if it was. I think so, too. Yeah, probably. Because the lore lore keeper in me would have just been so confused how to keep that together. Yeah. I don't know. If originally what I was expecting was someone who looked a lot like Uncle Grandpa to arrive in an RV and him be, you know, Greg's dad or something. But the way they did it and just, like, how badly they trolled us, it was just perfect. Uncle Grandpa's a super powerful reality warper, so they could have made it canon if they want. I mean, he exists outside of our reality and intrudes wherever he desires to. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't have even affected the canon if it had been canon. They should have just made it canon, and then everyone would have been butthurt, and I would have been happy. Mm. I don't know. I guess I wouldn't have minded it too much. I'm just really glad it's not canon. Yeah, me too. Uh, it was It was a good It was a good little event that we had. Uh, we had fun at the party, but it's time to get back to business. Keep your parties at your parties. No, that's the attitude I strongly, strongly, strongly disagree with. And I think it's actually like the opposite of the message of the episode itself. But I mean, whatever. It's true. That was the message of the episode. Grandpa, uh, Uncle Grandpa kind of taught us something at the end there. And to be honest, I feel like I'm a lot less critical of the show now. Like, I think I would be willing to watch it. I wouldn't go that far, but I'm definitely not going to. Not going to throw stones. Yeah, I'm not going to throw stones, but, you know, I'm I'm going to keep a stone in my pocket. I mean, this episode just would not have been as much fun as it was had it not been for Uncle Grandpa and all of them. And, like, Mr. Gusside appeared in the show. That was so perfect. Mr. Gus had his own Gemsono. <laughs> I did like that they showed us that a few weeks before. That that was good. That I was wasn't sure if when they showed it to us a few weeks before if it was, like, real or not. I thought it was maybe just, like, a, someone doing it as a fan. I'm so happy that it was real. It just makes my that makes my life. And Pizza Steve cut us off before Mr. Gus could explain exactly how Steven Shields work. Yep. That was just mean. They were teasing us. They were teasing us yeah. so yeah. much. But yeah, I did definitely sense them being self-conscious. And I mean, especially coming only a few weeks after Open Book aired, it, it seems to me that they're doing a lot of, uh, you know, eyebrow wiggling at the fans. Because mm-hmm. we get you. We get you. That's another thing I'm really happy about this episode, because we know they write so far in advance that fan stuff can't really change anything about the series. But an episode like this that's just completely separate from the canon, it it allows them to do this. Just have those winks at the fan and just have fun and engage with us like that, which is what I think was so great about this episode. And like, had it been canon, I don't think they would have been able to do that. They should feel the freedom to do that in canon anyway. 
the way this episode ended makes almost makes me wonder was this made after fusion cuisine was aired you know pie gate and everything hmm. i don't know i didn't pay too close attention to pearl's outfit so i don't know if it was pre or post regeneration well it's definitely post regeneration but i'm just was it in the production order that that late i don't know that's a good question because they seem to, in the in the last, in, in like like I said, open book in this one, seem to be telling people, okay, guys, take it easy. It's just a drawing. And I think we need those kind of reality checks every once in a while. And Steven Universe is just such a good show that I think we're expecting more out of it than we really should. Because, like, it deserves to be silly every now and again. And, like, those silly moments make the show. If it was too serious, then I don't even know that I would want to be interested in it, you know? Like, I just, I can't handle any kind of medium that takes itself too seriously. We forget every now and then that it's still a kid's show. Which is so weird to me, because the majority of the content in it is silliness and kids' cartooniness. That's, like, the majority of the show. The fact that people seem to want it to be this incredibly lore-heavy, dense show with mature themes is weird. Like, how do you get through the majority of the show if that's what you're watching it for? Well, what got me into the show at first was how all the lore was in the background. I mean, they're going to all these places, and I haven't played Dark Souls, but people have told me that most of the story is told through you going through the background of where all this stuff used to happen and figuring out where what used to go on here. And that's kind of the sense that we were getting in the first half of Season 1, that, you know, we're in the ruins of a dead society. I kind of started watching just because I was determined I was going to like it. I figured that like Rebecca Sugar was super cool and it sounded like something interesting to get into. And I've just been like pleasantly surprised all around. Like I definitely agree with you, GC. Like the background lore is one of the more satisfying things about it. And it's what's made the show one of those shows that the more I watch it, the more I like it because they just give you just enough to keep wanting come, to come back for more. And it gives it a lot of like rewatchability too. Yeah, I mean, that's, I've kind of been worried, you know, in season two, are we going to go back to kind of where the show's comfortable, or are they going to be transitioning into a different style of engagement with more of a traditional overarching plot? And I'm not, I'm not sure that I would want them to make that the main draw, you know, because they're very good at the slowly weaving in the backstory. They're, that they're very good at that. I hadn't really thought much about that. Uh, that's an, I guess it, it just been far from my mind. Like, where is season two gonna go? And I hadn't really been thinking much about that. You know, when is Peridot gonna join the team? Is the important question. It has to happen. Okay, it just has to happen. There's no <laughs> way they're going happen. to change the design. Is it still gonna be a star, or is it gonna be like a six pointed star if Peridot joins? Well, the <laughs> I'm pretty sure the star was before Amethyst, so it's gonna stay a star even when there's a fifth person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's true. But the star on the door has each of their gems. Yeah, well, they can turn that into a hexagon. Maybe she just doesn't get a room. Poor Paradise. She's going to sleep in a box with Steven. Yeah. <laughs> she can sleep in Lion's Mane. Yeah! <laughs> it's where Steven keeps all of his other stuff. So, I want to talk for a second about Uncle Grandpa's entrance and how perfect it was. <laughs> how he entered his rose. <laughs> I had to watch that scene that was pretty funny. several times before I could go on. That was just perfect. Yeah, that was really oh, good. Oh, I loved it. I, lo- I love how it's like, oh no, it's not Rose, it's Uncle Grandpa, and that's what has Stephen so excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this isn't my mother! 
That was a subver- that was a very good subversion of the audience's expectations. You expect him to be weirded out that it's not his mother. He's like, oh no, it's Uncle Grandpa. It is on now. <laughs> I think they did a really good job blending the the feels of these two shows too. You know, it wasn't just like they transplanted Uncle Grandpa into Beach City, and it wasn't like they put Stephen right wherever Uncle Grandpa was. They managed to balance the shows out pretty well. I don't know. A lot of people were. Um... At least the people I'm around, uh, they didn't like the episode, and the reason they gave was that none of the Crystal Gems uh, felt like they normally did, which I, under- I understand completely. I think Amethyst did. Amethyst felt out of character. Pearl just Pearl felt was like a character. Definitely of out of character. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you with Pearl and Garnet, but Pearl was in character. She was just an exaggeration of her character. Yeah, yeah. But Amethyst was perfectly in character mm-hmm. because that's exactly how I think Amethyst would act. She would just roll with it. She would just be like, "Whatever, yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool." Especially with a three-way sub bit, that was perfect. Oh yeah, god, that was rad. Yeah, that made me think back to Stephen and the Stevens. I'm down for whatever. <laughs> but even though I agree with you about Pearl and Garnet being completely out of character, that's exactly what I loved so much about this episode. Because they were so self-conscious about Pearl being this freaky, you know, freak out about everything. And Garnet being, we have to protect, we have to do this. That just made it perfect for me. I liked it. I liked it. Again, I'm, I'm going to say it again, though. That's not my baby. That's not my baby! <laughs> oh, God. There were a lot of really good one-liners in this. But that was probably the best. Mm-hmm. We also got all of those great Pearl expressions. So, like, even if anyone is mad mm-hmm. about Pearl being out of character, the expressions. Think of the emote possibilities. Think of all of the, the memes we can make. This is our home now. <laughs> and then Garnet just smashed them all out. Okay, I'm ready for this episode to end. Oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> Have we talked about them sinking the Lars and Sadie ship yet? Oh, God. <laughs> no, we haven't mentioned that. Sinking the ship with a head cannon. With oh, a head even cannon! A head cannon! That's perfect! <laughs> that is perfect! They know, they know oh, exactly no. what they're doing. They they know exactly what they're doing. Oh, Uncle no. Grandpa ship Sadie and Ronaldo. Who but what if that's actual... What if that's some kind of actual foreshadowing? Ah, now there's actual room From to, Uncle like, Uncle Grandpa? Guess. Are you kidding? Uncle Grandpa, that's what I you I don't know. Promise. I think they're just screwing with us. I think they're just getting a good old pull at our legs. It's okay. I ship Sadie and Ronaldo anyway. Oh, uh, oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. I'll take all your down votes and I'll eat them. Also, the list of cartoon characters at the end that Uncle Grandpa needs to visit. Oh, that was fun. Okay, okay. That surprised Clarence me. Clarence is on the hit list. That surprised me, but nothing surprised me more than seeing that long list and then seeing the SWAT cats in it. Yeah. Oh, Can yes. you imagine Uncle <laughs> Grandpa and the SWAT cats? Like, the I others can, seem feasible. That's the best part. <laughs> the others seem feasible, but the friggin' SWAT cats. <laughs> I can imagine Uncle Grandpa annoying the SWAT cats, and that's the best part of that. <laughs> I just remembered that episode of Ed, Ed, and Eddie where everything goes crazy and Eddie eats the or Ed, Ed eats the moon and then they all fall through these infinite portholes. That's the episode Uncle oh, Grandpa yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, they like take apart Jimmy's outline and he just melts away. That was the episode Uncle Grandpa was in. Seriously though, this was such a good episode. Like I am totally open to watching Uncle Grandpa now. I don't think I would I would even begin to follow with the same gusto I have Steven Universe. But I feel so much better about it, and I feel really bad about any flack I've ever given the show. Well, this episode was a lot funnier than the typical Uncle Grandpa episode. So but are yeah, the typical yeah. Uncle Grandpa episodes usually this, like, good-natured? Because I really liked this kind of good-natured, silly humor. 
Uncle Grandpa is a very good-natured show. I definitely say that. Uncle Grandpa is basically Mary Poppins. He comes into the lives of kids who allegedly need some form of help, and he helps them out. So it's a very good-natured show. If anyone's going to be the butt of a joke, it's usually Pizza Steve, and, you know, you feel he deserves it. But even Pizza Steve usually gets treated pretty well. Yeah, he's like the cool Squidward. (laughs) After this, I don't think that I'm more inclined to watch Uncle Grandpa, but I think I am more inclined... To want something. Do, do you guys remember that stream of episodes? It was in like Ed, Ed and Eddie, Kids Next Door, um, Billy and Mandy, where it was the aliens. I yeah. do remember. I want, I want that, but with Uncle Grandpa in like, to like the today's cartoons. That's what I want. Well, I think they kind of hinted he might get into Clarence. I, I, I'd love it if it did. I'd love it. Cause I because want more wasn't of that. There a commercial I, I really liked it. Immediately afterwards about how like there's a special episode of Clarence coming on soon. No, they're going to be doing a new episode of Clarence every day next week, just like they did with Stephen Baum. I guess oh. to celebrate it coming off of hiatus. Right. Are these, does anyone know if these are the new episodes with the new, they got rid of the creator for some reason? What? Because he was sexually harassing people. Really? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. It was idea. a little bit more complicated than that. He was having legitimate mental issues, and it's a really dramatic thing you can read into it if you want but it was something approximately because he was sexually harassing people wow all i know is they took him off the team and he was the voice of clarence so i'm wondering are these new episodes from after that switch or do they they still have episodes to go before that switch occurs i have no idea i didn't realize that was a thing wow i don't know i feel like all the tangents we could get on this could just be the cartoons and sometimes we talk about steven universe podcast I don't know. Do well, we? I mean, this is the this is the crossover episode. So if we're gonna if we're gonna go off on tangents, this is the episode to do it. I don't know, GC. Do, do we do we have Clarence to talk about that? Oh, uh, ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, oh, you that win was bad. the internet. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would love a like the before times, a intermixed uh, connection between all of the cartoons. That'd be rad. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, they did like a ton of crossovers back in the diggity day, and just it's, <laughs> it's just unheard of now. Like, nobody wants to mix their mashed potatoes with their peas, but I, I want that. Uncle Grandpa in Adventure Time would be nice. They had the grim adventures of Kids Next Door. That reminds me of all of those, like, Disney shows they crossed over a while back, and they crossed them all over with Lilo and Stitch, which I think was kind of interesting. Oh, like, yeah! I, I barely watched that show when I was younger. I really liked, like, the movies, but I didn't care for the show too much. But they even brought back some old series when they did that, because I don't think that Recess was a currently, like, airing TV show when they did that, and they crossed uh, Lilo and Stitch over with Recess. I didn't know that. But speaking of uh, speaking of things, have you guys heard about the, the new thing? They're trying to bring back Kids Next Door, but I, I don't know, like, many details about it, but they're trying to bring back Kids Next Door, and they need people to, like, show interest in it. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. It looks really cool. It looks interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really want Kids Next Door to continue... Especially not with, like, a galactic plot, but... It would be a spin-off series, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not gonna be the same. I'm hoping that they give it a go. I, I want I want Cartoon Network to pick that one up from Warburton and company. That would be good. I wouldn't mind if they did that. I was never much of a fan of Kids Next Door when it was on. I kind of... I don't know. I kind of thought the concept was annoying, like, adults are evil and all that, this, that, and the other. Well, most adults are not evil in Kids Next Door. The Most adults are neutral, and then you have about as many good ones as bad ones. But wasn't that the lore in the first place, that, like, people grew up because adults and kids aren't actually supposed to grow up? 
Well, that's that's what they established at the end of it. At the end, yeah. they established that growing into adults is a disease that the galactic kids next door are meant to stop. But they had two origin stories before that. So the entire like concept for the show was pretty much just the over the over exaggeration of the, of ch- children's imagination over what adults do. I always love the complete and total destruction they cause and how nobody seems to notice. Mm-hmm. I remember liking it when I was a lot younger, and then as I continued watching it as I got older, I just I wasn't a huge fan of it. I really I still liked Billy and Mandy, like which I think was airing concurrent to the Kids Next Door, mm-hmm. and which is funny because when I first started, I really hated Billy and Mandy, and then I really and I really liked Kids Next Door, and it, and it flipped by the time the series were beginning to end. But I don't know. Towards the end of it, the series was it just kind of annoyed me, and I couldn't tell you why. I'm sure if they did re like revitalize it or whatever, I would like it. And I haven't even heard any news of this, so I think that's actually kind of cool that they're trying to do that. I know that they're trying to uh, restart the Powerpuff Girls, which I would be. I actually don't know how I feel Ooh. about. Have you not heard of that? Yeah, cool. the, no, the new Kids Next Door series was an internet buzz campaign, but the true magic of Kids Next Door was Mark Hamill voicing Sticky Beard. Yeah, 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 it was good old Sticky Beard. What was your? Oh, right, quick, quick. What was your favorite Kids Next Door villain? Oh, favorite kids next door villain. I, I the don't toilet know how I could say anything other than father. Oh, the Toilinator? Yeah, yeah no, the Toilinator. Father, father for sure. No, the mm. Toilinator was the best because he was just completely incompetent. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm actually remembering a couple of episodes that I really liked. I'm not sure what made me get such a bad taste in my mouth about the show. But I'm remembering that episode where uh, the Toilinator breaks into their treehouse and they're trying to get him out. And it was pretty silly and fun. I think I think it's that like towards the end it got really serious. Yeah, but yeah, Father's probably my favorite recurring villain. Cup of Joe, probably my favorite one-off. My favorite was, um, what was it, uh, he was the root beer guy. It's like Mr. Fizz. Mr. Fizz. Yeah, Mr. Fizz. <laughs> he was a pretty good one-off. Well, he had another appearance, but no episode. And of course, uh, Sp- Count Spankula was always fun. <laughs> <laughs> Their villains were so creative. I like the episode where he shows up at uh shows up at their house for dinner and he's doing the one upmanship with number two's grandmother. Oh yeah <laughs> talking about they're both <laughs> exaggerating how crappy their lives were when they were kids, and he's like, I know right <laughs> I don't think I remember that episode. Uh yeah. I think that was the di- yeah that was the dinner party episode where number three's daughter or number three's sister, sister. I mean yeah, which one was number three was Count Spankulot's power number three was the was Asian she the one. Asian one and number four yes. one yeah, was, was uh, Wallaby number four was Wallaby yeah, yeah Wallaby Australian kid, right number, number one, one was the ball kid Nigel. number two yeah number two was the, was uh, the fry kid. Kid. and number five yeah. was the uh, black girl. She had Bill Cosby as a dad. Yeah! <laughs> oh, I remember that. What are they going to do if they bring her back? Aw, you know what I'm talking about. Guys, let's start a Codename Kids Next Door podcast. Hey, I'm <laughs> Next down week. with that if they, start, uh, if they start up the new series. Yeah! Let's see. Let me watch it first, and if, if, it, if it holds up to my first impression of it, then I will gladly join your Kids Next Door podcast. I'm just looking out for our listeners is all. Screw the listeners. Yeah, screw the listeners. We are content creators. We don't care about our fans. <laughs> Just put that on a loop. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will replay that three times minutes. in a row. 20 Remix it. So nothing but that. Remix it, put a little snippet at the end, and then link it to YouTube. We are content creators. We don't care about our fans. Screw the listeners. Yeah, screw the listeners. Screw the listeners. We are content creators. We don't care about our fans. 
we, 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 we are content creators. We, we, we are content creators. We are content creators. We, we, we are content creators. We don't care about our fans. So what was that about Steven Universe having a game out? I love this game, and I think we're planning on doing a more full review of it later on when we have an off week. But I only have one bad thing to say about this game, and that's how short it is. I have already completed it 100%, and I just, I want more, and I know I'm going to delete it and replay it again and again, and it it was so perfect. Yep. I'm having a lot of fun with it, because I I really wanted more um, of Paper Mario after I beat that, and this is exactly what I wanted. It's really good combat, really into it. I didn't think it would be as good as it is with the uh, touchscreen, but it totally is, like, Combat is so fluid. It's really good. It's really fun, but apparently you're way more ahead than I am because I'm only in the middle of the third world, so I'm halfway through Orange. I have a couple of thoughts that I think might be spoilers. Do you guys want to hear them? Nope. 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 Not at all. I guess we'll save all that for the in-depth. We'll save the in-depth stuff, but there's some interesting spoilery stuff that comes towards the end that hints something really cool about something. I don't want to hear it. All right, can we, can we get real for a minute? Let's get real for a minute. Um, for the uh, me and my friends play this uh, game called uh, the peanut the penis wave, where we go into Audacity and try to make uh, a wave that looks like a penis. And I I've been trying for the past uh, twenty days to make the perfect one. And when I said nope, that was it. That was oh, that was nice. that was the perfect one. Congratulations! Woo! I'm impressed. I can die happy. <laughs> So in conclusion here, I just really want to emphasize that if you did not like this episode, I do not like you as a person. In fact, please never listen to this podcast again. It's You're true. All garbage. Get out. Yeah. Ken will get your IP address and he will find you and beat you up IRL. If I could, I would. Fight me in RL, bro. You all want right. my bro? I'll bash your head in. What might? What might? I do it. I swear, me mom. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's get out of here. Well, I was GC13. I have a name. I like Uncle Grandpa now. And and I'm Hunter. Bye, everyone. Later. (laughs) Goodbye. See you next week. Later, kiddos. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening. Remix music was a song called Introducing by The Passion Hi-Fi. You can check them out on SoundCloud. Lunar Sea Spire spits hot fire. Got a girl, our sugar straight building empires. So everyone in podcast land, just throw up your hands. We don't care about the fans. Screw the listeners. Yeah, screw the listeners. We are content creators. We don't care about our fans. Screw the listeners. Yeah, screw the listeners. We are content creators. We don't care about our fans.